Hey, Chrissy here. I am a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with anyone who's interested. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Thank you for joining me to nerd out on design. Don't forget to subscribe and to share too. Let's create something great together. Each client will approach your business with a set of expectations. Those expectations are based on their desires and their past experience. They will either be confirmed, denied, or transformed at each touch point that they have with your business. When hiring a landscape architect or designer, clients will inherently be expecting you to be professional and creative at a minimum. They want a lot more and expect a lot more, but at minimum to be professional and creative. If your first touch point with a client is your website, you can confirm these expectations with a website that is well-designed, contains thoughtful and accurate information, and showcases creative work with quality craftsmanship and photography. Then they can contact you and set up a consultation to engage in your services and you have the ongoing opportunity to continue showing up as expected. You can deny this expectation with a poorly functioning website with typos or subpar photos of projects that do not express creativity or craftsmanship, or by not replying to their inquiry in a timely manner or not at all. Or maybe you don't reply in a professional way. There's so many things that we can do to either confirm or deny an expectation that a client has. And very rarely do we know exactly explicitly what that expectation is. It is obvious that this is the case. The not so obvious piece is that the expectations needed to be confirmed or denied across the board. Meaning if one touch point fails out of many, it can take down the entire experience. Say you have a beautiful website, but the contact link doesn't work and they can't find your phone number clearly on your, on your website. The engagement process ends. Or maybe they contact you and you set up a consultation either in person or over the phone and you, for any number of reasons, are having a bad day or come across rude or maybe you're unprepared. Another failure of expectations. If you have multiple people in your business, it is important that the message they receive from each one of your employees is also consistent and delivers the message, the intent, and the experience that the client is expecting and that you want to deliver. Your services are a large investment in their home and their quality of life and time spent in their space. This comes with a lot of responsibility. Each client relationship is unique and it is personal. Continuing to deliver upon and exceed known or unknown expectations while maintaining consistency is the key to happy clients. Not every client knows or is willing to express their expectations for engaging with you. This is where you need to be upfront in setting the tone of what to expect. Common expectations worthy of expressing are your working hours. Do you work evenings or weekends or those times off limits? 
the ideal form of communication. If a client wants to schedule their next meeting or chat about an idea, is it best to contact you via email, phone, or text message? I don't like text messages. I would much rather my clients email me. That way I can flag it as something I need to do if I look at it and don't have time to respond right away. If something is urgent during installation, however, then by all means, text me or give me a phone call. What can they expect for the timeline of each stage of the process? And what do the deliverables at each stage include? How much input and information do you want from your client? Highly detailed notes and photos or just a broad vision? Do you want them emailing you every single thing that they see that they love or hate? Or would you rather them cast an idea and let you run with it? As the business owner, you set the tone and the stage. The more clearly you express it and the more accurately your clients can determine if you are a good fit for them and also if they are a good fit for you. You can refer back to ideal client selecting. Something as simple as starting a scope of work or budget minimum can weed out clients that don't fall into your ideal type or size. For example, I offer container planting services to my clients that I'm working with for larger installations. I do not offer these services to anyone else. Therefore, it's barely noted on my website. There's a couple photos, but it's not really listed. In the rare occasion that I do get contacted for those services, I refer them to my colleagues that offer that service. I do not offer ongoing garden maintenance, but I'm more than happy to provide referrals for that as well. Each interaction point in your process needs to be deliberate and continue with the messaging that flows with your vision. How do you want your clients to feel through the process? For me, I want my clients to be engaged and inspired. I want them to feel energized and excited about what each next step at each touch point. I want them to high five each other when I leave their home and say, yes, this is going to be great. My goal with each client is to create a lifelong fan. I want them to feel confident to sing my praises to their family and friends and anyone they meet that may be in need of my services. It is also important that they know clearly what I do and don't do so that they can be discerning with who they refer me to. For example, if they have a clear understanding of my business and offerings, they will know to refer me to their neighbor doing a home remodel that needs a landscape design to incorporate a new driveway, pool, patio, and rerouting of the front entry. And in turn, they will know not to refer me to the little sweet lady that they meet at the library searching for a plant identification book to learn more about the plants in her garden. Not to say that I can't be of service to both, but only one of them fits my business model. I feel like I do a pretty good job of delivering and communicating expectations to clients and potential clients when confronted through my business website or email. Where I personally get sidetracked and honestly get a bit awkward is when I'm at a baseball game for my son and someone asks what I do for a living and then start talking about their ideas for their yard. My elevator pitch of what I do for who and why really needs some work. This is a touch point I am aware of but have not designed or set intentions around. It is also something I am aware I cannot avoid. I'm not going to cut someone off mid-sentence and say, can you email me that information or submit an inquiry through my website? That feels really disingenuous, even though that is the best way 
for them to get the best experience. But in all honesty, when I'm not in work mode and I don't have a notebook in front of me to take notes and process the information being delivered, it all gets a bit fuzzy. I therefore have combated this by keeping business cards in my car at all times. That way, if they truly do sound interested in my services, I can tell them that I will retrieve a card from my car. And that way I'm handing them the proper information in which to contact me while also giving myself a brief break in the conversation while I run to my car to mentally switch gears into work mode so that I can deliver a clear message in line with my business vision. The clear, concise elevator pitch is still something I need to perfect regardless. Setting and managing expectations is important at every step of the way. Intentionally designing the experience of each touch point a client has with you and your business will set the foundation for the remainder of your communication. More discussion on communication of design is available in episode two. It is likely that you have a very clear vision of what you want your customer to feel and experience throughout your process, as well as what they would say about you to a potential referral customer or in a testimonial. You have the power to create this experience and design the process in a way that constructs that outcome with most of your customers. Likely not all. No one's perfect and there will be variables out of your control as well as hidden expectations that you fail to meet. That is okay. Focus on the good ones and do everything you can to recreate them and build your customer experience around that. Use the lessons learned from missed expectations to refine and get better. It's not a failure if you learn from it. The key takeaway that I want you to get from this is that your professionalism, branding, and ideal customer experience needs to be woven into each possible touch point a potential, existing, and past client will encounter. Website and social interactions, meetings both virtual and in person or over phone, emails and deliverables, etc. all set the tone, but so does seeing your logoed vehicle at the grocery store. So don't be that person that cuts someone off in your work vehicle. And make sure your employees follow the same gracious driving style as if it was their name on the side. If the messaging and service received is consistent, it will build trust and let your client know that you are reliable. When a client trusts you, the relationship can truly flourish and you will both have a better experience. These deep relationships help build better referrals, allowing your business to continue growing with each client. More about referrals in episode four. Consistently delivering a clear message and vision will over time become your brand. One more thing before I let you go, don't forget to sign up to receive the free year-end planning guide. Go to my website, kismetdesignco.com, click on courses and sign up to receive updates. I'm really excited for this and I hope it becomes a super useful tool for your business. Be sure to sign up. It will be going out in a few short weeks. To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think. Give me ideas, 
or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.